There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how you doing today? I'm doing really well. There's been so much happening in the world of Apex that we have a lot to say. We will have a lot to cover today. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Here.fm, and today we are going over these stories from the Outlands, other significant news as of this recording, and of course, the next season's legend, Valk or Valkyrie. We'll see how, what the uh, the final like image next to the mm-hmm. legend's name turns out to be. Uh, make sure before we do any of that, though, you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Follow us on Twitch. We stream Thursdays and Saturdays. Check us out, Third Party Pod, for a face cam stream and our full schedule there. Really fun time. Uh, we're going to be playing some more war games this Thursday and Saturday. Uh, the stream's been really, really good. It's been a blast. And if you'd like to help continue uh, to support the third party podcast and the community we've grown, please consider joining us over on Patreon. The support recently has just been insane. Uh, we're close to 100 patrons, which is pretty epic. But with your pledge, you'll receive bonus episodes, exclusive behind the scenes content, replica weapons, perhaps and much, much more. Your support really means a lot to us, and we look forward to chatting and playing with our awesome patrons. Also, a little bit of announcement for the Patreon. Um, We have a new tier called Dropship Captain, and this is kind of extreme. Uh, We're trying (laughs) it out. There's definitely no pressure here, but it's a $200 tier. And with that, you get all the benefits of being a Predator, which you get t-shirt and replica weapons signed by us, all this stuff. But on top of that, You'll get a monthly uh, executive call with uh, Shay and I, and also a shout out on every single episode that we do publicly, just as a major thank you for being a significant help to making the show possible. Yeah, By no means, nobody's got to go feel pressured to go out there and do it. Uh, but if anybody does, you got an awesome looking title on the Discord server also coming for you. So... That's true. Definitely no pressure at all, but if you're feeling extra, extra generous (laughs) and you want to help the third party in an insane way, any tier is awesome, but there's another option as of today. For sure. With that, though, let's dive into the news. First and most important piece of news, the Instagram community doesn't know the difference between you and I. Okay? (laughs) I think they got confused, honestly. (laughs) So... First piece of news, the Bokek bow has been confirmed for the next season, season nine, but we're going to start trying to work on calling it season legacy, or we'll just refer to it as legacy because that's the name we're doing away with the numbers from now on. Uh, and we think this is likely creating the marksman class. We just gave Instagram a hard time because I'm Shay. I'm Shay, obviously, hearing the voice, Shay, Shay, Shay. I'm the big, big bow lover of the two of us. Uh, and our Instagram poll was slightly incorrect on guessing who it is. But I know a couple people immediately DM'd me. I had five to ten DMs on Discord of people saying, Shay, the bow is coming. Are yep. you hyped? Like, oh, man. The hype is real. Shay's been waiting ages for this. So hopefully it's going to be a really awesome addition. We'll certainly be using it and covering it and uh, sharing our thoughts. Definitely. The Play Apex website describes this weapon as a powerful and deadly weapon for those with the skill to wield it, capable of inflicting tremendous damage at medium range. You'll need to make each shot count. Obviously, introducing a bow into the Apex universe, a big question mark. Introducing a bow into any shooter is a big question mark because you run the risk of having a high skill gun that 
is something that is really, really good for top tier players, but not so good for lower tier players. And that's something Apex has adamantly kind of said they want to avoid doing. And so we'll see what kind of comes out of this weapon. Do you have any guesses maybe right now? I am incredibly curious. Like I hear this kind of tagline on the website and I just speculate on just so much. Talk to me about tremendous damage. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's 70 plus, mm-hmm. I'd say. Like tremendous damage is quite in- intense. And then in theory, a bow has draw time as well. And in totally. different games, there's different mechanics in terms of like, can you just hold it down indefinitely? How long does that take to actually pull something back? Um, but I think it's fair to say that the rate of fire is going to be pretty low on something like the bow. Yeah. And that definitely feeds into this idea that it'll be quite difficult to use. Um, but I think more importantly than kind of how it'll feel um, is, do we have a new edition of ammo? Yeah. Or are we going to have something really, really different? We've speculated a ton. Honestly, we've talked about it so much. I have mixed up what's been on the podcast and what hasn't been on the podcast. Uh, but we don't know. Is there going to be ammo on the ground? The leaks say there's different types of ammo for the bow. That's just crazy, though. Is there going to be perhaps limited ammo on each pickup, like integrated, like a red gun, but on the ground? We've talked about maybe the creation of the marksman class, which we're still theorizing comes with the introduction of this gun. Could maybe introduce a weird space where you have a class that has its own ammo. Not even its own ammo, but it has its own structure to that each gun you pick up has its attachments and everything already on it. Maybe ammo included, maybe not. It's going to be fascinating. And there could not be ammo on the ground. Totally. Is what you're saying. Yeah. It is. I would probably go and say that's the biggest question mark still for us going into this season right now is how the ammo works out with this gun. And there's also precedence for having a new weapon come in straight into the care package. Mm -hmm. Mastiff, L-Star. Totally. These are weapons that are now kind of in the ground loop, but originated in the care package just because this could go into the marksman class doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be a ground weapon. So there's a ton of questions as how the bow is going to work, where it's going to fit in the loot pool, and uh, we're certainly excited. Certainly excited. We will find out uh, probably in the next week or so, hopefully. I mean, I'm hoping we start to get teasers and all sorts of fun stuff that really hint at the structure of the season. But moving on from the bow, we also got confirmed changes for Olympus. Olympus will be quote-unquote infested next season. The description reads as an infestation has sprung loose, strangling the city with roots and natural growths. We also know that the game files have Olympus ambient sounds labeled as Exoplanet, which is a map in Titanfall 2 that has substantial overgrowth and massive kind of like nature pods on it. We're seeing a lot of things potentially come in from Titanfall this season. Yeah, it's a... Certainly cool to see. Um, Maybe there'll be some callbacks in terms of uh, the design or the style uh, to that map on Titanfall 2, but I'm really curious about this. You know, we've talked a lot off air about what does it look like when you start Mm -hmm. throwing vines onto a map? Is this going to create additional bridges, additional ways to get verticality on buildings? Mm -hmm. Is it going to fill in open spaces where maybe you're not as exposed? Um, I think this is a very interesting way of uh, kind of impacting a map or redesigning a map and i think my next question maybe bigger is 
what will be the extent of this infestation? Will totally. it be limited to a few POIs, kind of similar to the world's edge changes when they kind of broke capital city in, into two fragments? Um, or will it be essentially map wide or maybe half the map? It's kind of a big question mark as to the extent of the changes. Yeah. I mean, I think the most interesting thing with infestation and all the vines that are theoretically coming based off some of the images we've seen is just that you can do anything you want. The creators have now the room to say the vines destroyed stuff or they expanded and created stuff. And that's going to be really interesting because essentially they now have an opportunity to take any area of the map they had an issue with at any point and fix it, quote unquote, because vines can do anything. Yeah, Yeah. it's a building block, Mm -hmm. really. It's not like, you know, splitting the map in half with lava. You can build stuff with it. It's an additive change, which is really nice. I just can't wait for this explanation of what totally, happened. Totally, totally. We're on a floating city. I've heard the rumors couple, that yeah. they think like we're going to be attached to like a tree or something like crazy. I'd love to hear it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if a bird come came by and dropped a <laughs> seed or if like something weird happened because you wouldn't think that a floating city would get weeds mm-hmm. necessarily. Before we kind of get into like the some of the crazier news that with Valk, everyone knows that we're going to talk about. Let's let's go through some of the other interesting stuff that's come out over the last week. Uh, we have Ultra Zones uh, that's going to be continued until Wednesday because of a bug with auto banners. Uh, so you will have us playing uh, on Thursday. Uh, what's the mode that comes after this? Do you remember off the top of your head? I don't Not know. off the top of my head. I think it might be Killing Time, but you'll yeah. see us be playing the next mode essentially unfortunate that we had some ltms cut from this um i hope it's because that maybe they're uh working on something else that we're going to talk about here in the near future could be could be next piece of news apex legends mobile is coming a lot sooner than we were expecting the first regional beta test will start later this month with a few thousand players in india and the philippines the game will be free to play designed for touchscreen have its own battle pass slash unique content and not be cross play with pc or console it's going to have first and third person gameplay options, 60 player trio matches only, and potentially having limited legends off of launch via an image that was uh, put out there teasing the game that showed the selection screen only having Bloodhound, Gibraltar, Lifeline, Pathfinder, Wraith, Bangalore, and Caustic. Very interesting. What are maybe some of your thoughts on mobile? Yeah, I mean, A, like you said, this is way sooner than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. We thought this was going to happen fourth quarter of uh 2021 um and that we would just start to see it um this is definitely an expedited timeline um i'm personally very happy that it's a separate game there's not going to be you know cross play necessarily it's definitely independent i think that's really beneficial on a mobile platform where you're going to have reduced graphics Mm -hmm. reduced load um and really reduced uh competition yeah you know a lot of times it can be frustrating when you're on a mobile game but somebody is plugging in a keyboard or mouse or a controller mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it just is not super fun so i like that move very interesting that there could be third person in this yeah. mobile version mm-hmm. which i really am curious about and then i think the big thing is they're starting off with kind of the original legends minus mirage minus mirage the guy just doesn't get the credit he deserves heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking Mobile's going to be awesome. Potential huge increase in player base just of people interested in Apex Universe. I mean, mobile is a pathway to a lot of people. Everybody's got a phone nowadays, and so who knows how many people could be added to the game if mobile launches incredibly successfully. 
Next, we have Arena Teaser now live. Uh, as you guys know, you got to collect the key cards from care packages and then find that key card in your lobby screen. You go find and scan three passcode hollow sprays on Kings Canyon and Olympus. And then now the final part is live. You can go to the firing range and the large landing platform, activate the panel, hop in the plane. This will take you to the arena fighting area, maybe. We don't really know for sure yet. Uh, and then you wander through there, go up a nice little ramp, revealing a floating ash head, welcoming you to the arena. Uh, you have a little conversation with you. Uh, and then the little fun fact, there's a separate voice line for Horizon in it. Instead of referring to the uh, user as a legend, if you are Horizon, you are called Deary instead. Uh, kind of showcasing that relationship that we were pretty sure is there between Ash and Horizon from a long, long time ago. That was kind of further confirmed in uh, Pathfinder's Quest. Did you enjoy the teaser, though? The teaser was epic. I think they did a great job with it. I think that it looked great. Mm -hmm. um, we're beyond hyped for arenas, and we're definitely going to be talking more about it next week when mm -hmm. we have a lot more information. Um, but we think that this has massive potential uh, for. Apex's longevity, uh, fun, just legends in general, the story with Ash in there. Like, this is good on every single mark for me. Yeah, it's going to be so fascinating. The teaser was awesome. The teasers just keep ramping it up each and every season, it feels like. Uh, and this one was special. But like you said, we're going to talk arenas next week because there's just been kind of rumors that it might be officially announced. Uh, and Maybe we'll get some information around it. So rather than theorize about it right now, we'll speak to it next week. Let's dive into now the biggest news of all, these stories from the Outlands called North Star. We're kind of going to give you a little summary and then just kind of give you our thoughts, but a little background first. There were images released by the At Play Apex team on Instagram. The images showcased and teased in the background, uh, like some background information and lore for Valk. Uh, it was really fun kind of breaking down the manga and the Valkyrie statues and all the, you know, names being crossed off of maybe some Apex Predators. We were having a good time for the first couple of days leading up to the trailer. They were really, really cool. And I, I just like, I'm starting to come around to this idea that they're deploying things across all channels. Mm -hmm. We're getting some pictures on Twitter. We're getting some images and videos on Instagram. We're getting some things in game. We're getting some things in blogs, some things on YouTube with videos. It's mm -hmm. like they're really trying to to reach people in a variety of ways. And for people like you and I who are kind of, we live by Apex, mm -hmm. it's kind of fun for us. But being able to condense all that down into a podcast is definitely a fun challenge. And so <laughs> that's the best way to look at it. A fun challenge. It is. It is. So now we're kind of going to go through the trailer. Uh, and for the first time, we got a cool little intro timer that was different so it was really cool yeah we had rampart who with the sounds of working on rebuilding and redesigning the viper titan the north star class uh for valve which we know based off the end of the trailer but we hear her kind of working on it complaining about things it was really funny i grew to like the character a lot more just from two minutes of listening to her complain while she was uh working through stuff it was a good time we open on Kyrie finding Viper's helmet near the wreckage of the planet Typhoon from the Titanfall 2 campaign. Kyrie uses this Titan in a smuggler-style transaction, which we kind of got the description of from some of the devs off of Twitter, uh, to have a meeting with Blisk. The two converse and meet, and throughout it we get flashbacks to her childhood, first seeing her dad, seeing Blisk, and her stealing slash borrowing, uh, but without permission, 
Viper's Titan. After completing some training on a little tablet, uh, she flies away and does quite well flying into the upper atmosphere uh, with absolutely no problem. She then finds herself in a combat zone and loses a bit of control then and is about to crash before Viper shows up with maybe one of the coolest sequences of the video, one of my favorites just from Apex trailers entirely so far, skydiving onto the Titan, releasing Kyrie from the cockpit into the parachute, and then successfully piloting and crashing the Titan into the forest. It was absolutely wild. The video then wraps up uh, by Kyrie threatening to kill Blisk for the death of her father. Blisk says he knew the risk and instead gives her an Apex card that we know as the ticket to the game, calling her Little Viper. She then states her call sign as Valkyrie. And that is when we get the kind of the official name of Valkyrie slash Valk. Kind of going to be interesting to see uh, where we go with that and what's the more official title. I'm pretty sure we're going to end up calling her Valk and a lot of people will as well. But for anyone that doesn't know, that means that Viper's daughter is Kyrie. Viper was a pilot from the Titanfall 2 campaign. So awesome to kind of see it come full circle. Uh, kind of on the bad side, I guess, if you want to call it with the Apex Predators. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts maybe on the story and how it was projected onto us? Yeah, I have a couple of things. First off about Viper and Titanfall, I think it's very interesting to to bring that character into the Apex universe mm-hmm. because we as players through the campaign, we killed Viper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting mechanic that now we're fans of Apex, we're playing Apex, but if you played the Titanfall 2 campaign, Viper was a villain and mm-hmm. some would say was the hardest, you know, boss to beat in the game. So he was a bad, 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 bad man in yeah. the game. So it's interesting to kind of see this empathy and turning the tables. This is something that respawned us a lot. Mm-hmm. They're writing kind of uh, trying to blur the lines of war and see the different good and evil and mm-hmm. kind of where there's a lot of common ground and miscommunications maybe. Um, outside of that, have to say that when Valk stole the Titan, mm-hmm. She was proud. She looked to be about six. She was young. She was extremely young. young. And Mm -hmm. it's important to note that piloting a Titan is not just for people like Shay and I. No. It's for extremely conditioned, well-trained. Potentially enhanced. Potentially super soldiers. Mm -hmm. So that's got to give you some indication that this girl is special. She's got some serious skill. And that was when she was like a baby. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And then it's also important to note that in that awesome uh, sequence where Viper rescues his daughter, mm-hmm. he lives yeah. in that. Yeah. So that wasn't the death. Mm-hmm. Like it was pretty cool. So I, I love the the stories from the Outlands. It was great. Awesome introduction to Valk. And again, just interesting to see where blisk is right now totally. in proportion to the universe he's giving out cards to people in order to get him into the games is he the commissioner is he a smuggler is he a mercenary mm-hmm. will he ever come into the games in a in a more formal way tons of questions um it but he's certainly more there questions. now yeah he's yeah. certainly there it was really cool to see one of the comments you made was there was a scene essentially where Viper pulls out the uh, like the guns from the mm-hmm. ship. Yeah. Like Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And then we had Daniel Klein 
tweet about like Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok and a gif like from from a couple days ago to the voice actress of Valk before it was announced. So they were just messing with us and yeah. it was right in front of us, but so fun to see that connection as that well. That was really cool. Before we kind of talk potential abilities though, here's a word from our sponsor. Here.fm is a super easy to use streaming and video chat platform with a ton of creative and engaging features. While on Here.fm, you can insert GIFs and stickers, stream YouTube videos, play games, and even create drawings with your friends right on the screen. All the elements on screen are movable and customizable, so if you wanted to have a room that looks like King's Canyon or Mirage's Paradise Lounge, you can. Creating a room is simple and easy. All it takes is a Google Chrome web browser and you can grab custom URLs for your personalized rooms. You can use here to hang out with friends, meet with study groups, create more interactive, collaborative meetings, and chat with your fellow gamers in a much more visual way. This month, we'll be using here.fm with our Patreon subscribers during our monthly hangout on April 25th. We'd love to see you there. If you support us on Patreon, we'll be able to watch videos, throw in gifts, draw, and do a lot of other fun stuff because of here.fm. Welcome back. Now, let's talk, kind of theorize about Valk's abilities. We got to lead with something. We're going to most likely learn a lot more about this legend in the coming days and weeks. Uh, so as of now, what we cover and theorize, we're just going to kind of go off what we know and hurt. So if something comes out in three days and you're listening to this podcast now, we're sorry, essentially. We're but, going as fast as we can. Mm -hmm. And there's so much time between now and her release. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too worried that we'll be talking about Valk a ton. Totally. The third party. Yes. Before we kind of dive into some fun stuff, I just want to say that uh, on the Instagram, they're posting further teasers right now in the shape of the arena's logo, but with images in the background. And we can kind of make out Valk's finishers, according to Bias12 on Twitter, but also maybe potential abilities. We see her launching missiles like a salvo, which we'll come back to here in a second. And we see vertical and then very fast lateral movement. We're going to circle back to those, but those are kind of some of the stuff we've seen on the actual play Apex form before we kind of dive into a bit more theorizing stuff and inspirational things for other things. Walk them through, though, the North Star Titanfall 2 kit, which is obviously going to be an inspiration of some sorts for this character. Yeah, so just to kind of support it with the background, like we said at the top of the show, North Star is a class of Titan that mm. Viper piloted that now Valk has possession of and has worked with Rampart in order to restructure into some sort of jetpack add-on awesome thing. It's going to look awesome. It, it looks pretty sweet so far. So that's that. But from Titanfall 2, we have a lot of different potential abilities and some of them have some legs. Um, the first are not necessarily the main abilities of the North Star Titan, but more what they call kits. So think kind of like perks, maybe mm -hmm. you can actually upgrade. Uh, the first one is piercing shot. And that's essentially an alternate fire mode for the rail gun, uh, which is North Star's weapon, kind of a sniper. Um, we know from the video that Rampart has repaired or potentially removed uh, the rail gun mm -hmm. because she introduces it to Sheila, yeah. which was a great moment. Uh, so we know that the railgun is maybe there, um, and that could be something. On top of that, we also have a kit 
from Titanfall 2 for threat optic. And what that is, is enemies are outlined uh, mm-hmm. through the railgun. And here's kind of our theory on that, I guess, to just dive right in. We can dive right into it. I like it. We've got the introduction of the marksman class coming, theoretically. Still not confirmed, but theoretically, we heard from Daniel that maybe he was working on a legend that had another gun or class-based ability. Um, obviously, Daniel has a lot of history now at Respawn, and so it would make sense for him to be trusted with a character that's taking inspirations from the Titanfall universe. And so you kind of walk them through then your theory. I just set up the background for why we think that there might be a marksman-related passive, potentially. Yeah, and so I think that it is possible that Valk may have a passive that is related to the marksman class and potentially is in line with what the North Star uh, Titan had in Titanfall 2 and that pretty much have a digital threat uh, built into their weapon. And perhaps uh, Valk could have kind of a digital threat or some sort of uh, enhanced vision while using marksman rifles. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly how that might happen is maybe she has, you know, built-in optics that Mm -hmm. she can apply, but also it could be more similar maybe to to Bloodhound's ability that whenever you're using a G7, 3030, or the bow, um, and you're aiming down sights, you're going to see kind of a visual. It'd be cool. I think it'd be interesting. uh, Having something related to a class would be so cool for her, and it makes sense that it could be like Sniper or Marksman, just based off of the information that we have right now. So I think that'd be really cool. Keep walking through the abilities, though, for Northstar. So then the main abilities are Cluster Missile, Hover, and then Flight Core. And to just go into the Flight Core, because I think that could be an ultimate, Yeah, essentially. What it looks like in Titanfall 2 is the Northstar Titan will launch upwards quite high and then launch a battery of missiles that track your vision. Mm -hmm. And if you look at an image of Valk right now, she has some sort of technology that's Mm -hmm. coming over her cheekbones on both sides. And it is, I think it's possible that maybe she could have something like that, which would be a quite powerful ability if it was really carried over from Titanfall. It would be so cool. It, it's kind of what those Instagram posts look like to me as going up there and launching missiles in some way, shape, or form, which could be really cool. Let's cover the old leaks we had to kind of relate them to each other and see if we can pull anything from that. So these are old abilities leaked from at our guy, Shrugthole, on Twitter. He says there hasn't been anything new added since then. We had the passive of VTOL, which means you can hover in the air for a short time, a tactical of cluster missile, and the ultimate of Skyward, Valken nearby teammates redeploy, launching into the air and skydiving. Those are kind of the leaked abilities that was from so long ago. We've probably seen changes since then of some sorts. Pretty much a year ago. Pretty much a year ago. Well, she was originally supposed to come out before Horizon. That was in the OG leak. I think right now what we're looking at in the end is going to be some sort of passive that involves hovering or this weapon class thing, or maybe both with a cluster missile tactical, and then I'm thinking the ult is going to be essentially kind of how you've worded it as a jetpack. You 
fly up and you are shifting left to right, I think there's also room for there to be a, okay, the ultimate is the salvo as well. And then the tactical could be something else. And then I'm not really sure what the tactical is that you're looking at. Maybe it's just more movement in some way, shape, or form. Uh, it's interesting. I think there's a couple directions to go with the breakdown of her kit. I'm just really excited to see what the ult versus the tactical kind of is. I think there's going to be some doubling up yeah. on this hover mechanic. It's going to work together, essentially. Yeah, I, I definitely think that will happen. I think that two out of three of her abilities will have to do with flight, mm-hmm. essentially. And I'm on the side that I think that her tactical will be pretty much a jetpack mm-hmm. and i don't really know exactly how that'll work but what i can tell you is that if that does happen i believe she'll be quite competitive totally um, movement legends are always competitive in the current game octane horizon mm-hmm. they're really strong mm-hmm. and if you kind of take that up a level in terms of mobility and then decrease the team mobility mm-hmm. i think you have a really strong aggressive legend that can do work yeah. and on top of that if she has some sort of area of effect that's more precise and faster mm-hmm. uh, than other legends she could come into the game in a really healthy state totally she could be very powerful before we kind of wrap up our thoughts i just think this is a fun tweet from connor ford otherwise known as hideouts uh, an apex employee or respawn employee that works on banning cheaters and such on twitter but he said valkyrie is my all-time favorite legend to play with the movement and abilities are just insane. The only legend I will use in all play tests. I cannot wait for everyone to try her out. This is one I've been waiting for the public to play with for two seasons now. Emphasis on the mobility. It's going to be crazy. I think we're going to get a high, high mobility legend. But with this whole flight core and salvo potential for it to be a damage dealer also, I think the only thing we've kind of taken away from the leaks and the theories is that potentially not a crazy movement or team movement like you were kind of saying like i don't see her kit right now at least from what we know as being something that really gives boost to the team in other ways shapes or form which is fine yeah honestly and that being said i mean because we're kind of theorizing the valk is going to come in between octane and horizon and lean closer to horizon mm-hmm. i think it's fair to say that her flight will be slower than the gravity lips. Yeah. But you'll have more lateral control, mm-hmm. which gives a really nice advantage and mm-hmm. a difference there. Um, I do not think this will make Horizon, uh, you know, irrelevant uh, <laughs> just because the team utility is absolutely insane. Yeah. And the strafing ability is absolutely insane right now. Totally. But I'm really hopeful and I think she'll be a super fun legend and I'd love to take her into the arena. Totally. We're excited to dive into Valk. And we'll update you guys as we learn more. We're going to wrap it up now by answering some five-star questions. First question coming from Paul H. Hey guys, love the pod. It really helped me get a grasp on how to use certain weapons and legends. I mean Caustic, Rampart, and I'm learning Watson. I listen to the Mastering the Legends. My question, with the defensive playstyle that I have, while maining Caustic, how do I hold a small building solo if I happen to get in that situation? I also listen to you guys discourage going in small areas. Again, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Yeah, we definitely discourage going in small areas. You can get stuck out, unfortunately. If we're looking at caustic specifically, if you're going to be in a small building, 
You got to use those barrels to block doors, especially if you're solo and not worried about letting your teammates in and stuff. But you can throw those doors or throw those barrels right on the doors, block them from opening at least until they kick it down or shoot the trap. And then like you'll buy yourself time, create some damage and some slow in the area. That's kind of, I think, the caustic barrel strategy to holding a building at least. Yeah, my favorite legend to hold small buildings would be Rampart. Again, I discourage it. I would say if you are in a solo situation and you're looking to get positioning in order to rat out the win, I would lean more so on trying to find a hiding spot Mm -hmm. um, than taking the last small building. Um, I think it's just a huge risk. And as a solo, even as a defensive legend, there's not much you can do against a million grenades and three people hitting you at every angle. Mm-hmm. So I'd still avoid it, but those are my tips. Next question coming from George from England. Hi, both. Thank you very much for making such an awesome podcast. I'm a season zero player with 20 bombs on Mirage and Wraith with 4K hammers, as well as a consistent diamond player with the hopes of hitting master soon. I just wanted to say that I find your podcast extremely informative. And I know that when I tune into each episode, I'm going to get all the latest game news as well as some sweet analytics on guns, etc which, as an economics major, I find really interesting. My question is, what are your three favorite items to find straight after dropping with an enemy squad on top of you, and why, excluding purple or gold shields for obvious reason? Thank you very much, and keep up the awesome work. Thanks so much, George, for the review. It's a fun question. Yeah, I'm an operations major, so I definitely empathize with the economics. Definitely, uh, I like the analytics, no doubt. Um, My easy answers are, I love getting the blue or purple bag early. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a powerful thing. Also have to say, if you're giving me the purple armor already and I don't have to <laughs> I don't have to get that, that's a freebie. Um I obviously want my two bats as soon as I can get them. And then in terms of uh weapons, I guess, is that allowed? Yeah, Are we talking yeah, yeah, just yeah, items? Yeah, definitely. Um I think. I, I like the G seven. Mm-hmm. Um but because I think the G seven really needs a nice optic like the two times. Right now, I'd like the Flatliner, the Spitfire, off the rip. Yeah. I was going to say Spitfire if the team's dropping on you, like in your uh, theorized situation. The bag is awesome. And I, I do enjoy an arc star early game. If it's really close and a team's trying to drop on you, I think you can get a stick sometimes if they're grouped up together, and that can be very, very effective. No doubt about it. Next question coming from Gizbad. Hey guys, you're doing a great job and you've been helping me rank up quickly. My question for you is how do you feel about the next legend coming out? Just answered, feeling great. Anything else? Really, really excited. You know we'll definitely be covering more on uh, the next legend. Totally. Next question, Author Scythe. Their podcasts are so short and to the point. There is no unnecessary information added. Their voices are so soothing and are perfect to listen to while relaxing. They cover a wide range of information from recent news to guns and legend changes. Thank you for making such a high quality podcast. You guys are the best. I'm an Octane, Caustic, and Pathfinder man. I'm also an aggressive player. I switch between these legends depending on my mood, but I would like to have a solid main. Which legend would you say is the best or most reliable? Best legend. Tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely a common question around here. Thanks so much for the review. And so kind. They think that we have nice short episodes, Shay. We've been trying to dial in our episodes at like 35-ish minutes. It's not happening. We're probably going to touch 40, 42 on this one, I would say. But tough question. 
we've avoided ranking the legends for plenty of reasons, as we've mentioned a ton in the past, just that everyone's good for different reasons. Um, if you're picking between those three, yeah, I'm going to tell you though, it's going to depend on your team comp. If you want some defensiveness in your team, main that caustic. If you want, if you're more of a solo player and maybe you want to have some fun, maybe some octane, the jump pad's really dang good right now, especially, but we're also going to say, if you got no one else on your team that's scanning the beacon, that Pathfinder beacon is going to be fantastic for ranked, especially if you are uh, a competitive player in that team comp. Talk about reliability. Like yeah. Beacon's mm-hmm. pretty important. I'd say if you want one answer, Octane right now is so insane in terms of just reliability. Mm-hmm. The speed of rotation with the jump pad is crazy. Offensively, running away, rotating from the ring totally getting a down teammate out of trouble like it is very versatile very strong um and maybe the best in this context well said next question coming from patrick for starters this is a great pod with interesting content with two guys who are clearly passionate about the game i have two questions though and they are one can you please do a mastering of legends on revenant and finally, can you give me some tips to get high kill damage games with Mirage and Lifeline as they are my mains? Thanks again. Ooh, interesting questions. Uh, first, for Mastering the Legends on Rev, we've just had so many thoughts and news pieces that Rev's getting reworked, and so we're probably going to hold off on that ha- until that happens to really give a Mastering the Legends for Revenant. It'd be pretty unfortunate to come out with someone and then have his entire kit shifted in yeah. the next season. Yeah. High kills slash damage games with Mirage and Lifeline. Those are two legends that are uh, high kill damage games. We like to uh, say if you're going to go for them, mobility is going to really help you. Obviously, those are two legends without mobility. And we're going to be honest with you. uh, A lot of it is just going to come down to being able to take fights at a disadvantage that you shouldn't win and win them. If that makes any sense. They're kind of clutch. What I'm saying is you're going to need to be winning one on twos and one on threes. So you can rack up those damage and kills um, with Mirage. Just lean into the abilities. Use them as much as possible. Uh, that's the best way to get something out of him. Lifeline, I don't think, I, I haven't played enough. I don't have any crazy tips. Do you have anything, especially with the changes coming? It might yeah, be kind of hard. Definitely kind of hard. Um, I'd say if you don't necessarily need specific advice regarding the abilities, go, going long distance, trying to farm damage yeah. as best you can, letting people heal, respawn, whatever it takes in order to get whatever badges you'd like. Um, for Lifeline, I was just speaking with the player who got 5,000 damage with Lifeline, and what they did was they just kind of stayed back and kept resing their, their squad mates mm. um, while kind of doing damage and kind of just pushing people back mm-hmm. and not finishing kills, but kind of just allowing the teammate to die, rezzing, dealing out some damage, having them pull back, put a battery on, coming back, knock the teammate, mm-hmm. res the teammate, and then continue doing damage. So kind of doing that cycle of farming damage, but close range, really risky with both these legends though. Mm-hmm. The circle of life. Uh, let us know if you get it, if you pull it off though, get that 20K or 20, 20 kill, not 20K. If you get 20K kill, or 20K damage, please let us know. You're coming on the show. You're coming on the show. Last question is coming from Aaron. Hey guys, great podcast and awesome balance between news, comedy, and amazing ideas and concepts on the game. I actually used to listen to you guys back in July, and I actually still remember submitting a legend concept, Blind Eye, in one of your episodes. 
I took a huge break because unfortunately my PS4 broke and like many others have been trying desperately to get the new PS5, but it is very difficult. I also had to focus more on school, but that's coming to an end and I'm back at watching Apex live streams and listening to your great podcast. I pretty much missed seasons 5 through 8, but I hope I can get caught up eventually. Your podcast has gotten better and better throughout the month, so congrats. One question, do you guys still accept the legends and weapon concept emails? Have a good one. Keep up the great work. Hey, Aaron. Very nice to hear from you. Thanks for the five-star review. Um, and welcome back. Um, yeah, so hopefully, A, we see you on the Twitch stream. We do that now. It'd yep. be awesome to have you there. Say hi. Um, but also, yeah, we do still accept Legend Concepts. Things have changed a lot, though. Now we have a full Discord channel all dedicated to us, so you get community feedback. Uh, but also our, our patrons get guaranteed uh, Legend Concepts read on the show at their discretion. So that's an update. Yeah, and we're working on incorporating the Legend Concepts back into the show. Um, I will tell you, though, that with the release of the next season coming up, the content is going to get very busy. Um, and we don't like rushing through the Legend Concepts. They need the attention that they deserve because you guys put effort into them. So maybe we'll come up with something here in the near future uh, to kind of figure out a way to get those back on the show in a more uh, preferred way, I think. No doubt about it. Let's wrap that up, though. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Follow us on Twitch, Third Party Pod. Check out Discord via link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey, now. Another squad coming in. Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>